Welcome to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host, Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number, 928-428-9494. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. I know I did. Suddenly, it's fall. Stepped out the door this morning, and I don't know what happened. It was warm the day before. It was hot on Saturday. We took our grandson to the park, and... And today, I need a jacket. So, welcome to Arizona. We're going to jump right in because my guest is on the phone right now. It is Ray Richards. She is with the Art Depot in Clifton, and this weekend is the big event. Ray, are you there? Whoop. Hello. There we are. All right. want to make sure I had you turned all the way up. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so what is this weekend's big event for the Art Depot? I know it's a big weekend for Clifton, and we'll get into that in a minute, but what exactly is is the big thing for the Art Depot? Yes, so we are an arts nonprofit here in Clifton, and every year we host a show called The Colors of Copper. Um, we have a lot of different artists submit their work from all over town, the county, even the country, and... <clears throat> the only requirement is that their artwork is related to copper in some way. And so we're having this huge gallery showing, and we're also having a wine tasting. We're having a couple of um, award-winning wineries from Tucson come in, and you can sample wines and look at all the beautiful art. Where is it taking place? So this is at the train depot um, in uh, just off of the main road in Clifton. It's where the visitor center is. Um, I believe it's 100 Coronado Trail. And it'll be <clears throat> during the day on Saturday and Sunday. And um, I want to say, is this the, oh, there was there was a break for one year for COVID, right? I, I want to say there wasn't one in 2020. Yeah, so this is the 10th annual. So, yeah, but this is the 10th. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and unfortunately, I've had to miss the last two. No, I guess there was one in 20. There must have been one in 20 because I know I missed two uh, because my wife and I had a scheduling conflict for the last two. We've gone to all of them prior. Uh, so we're really excited that we get to come back to this one. Uh, but this has been going on for a while, and, and Clifton really dived into the art world kind of heavy. How long have you been affiliated with, with the Art Depot in this organization? Um, I personally, not very long, maybe like a little less than a year. I'm pretty new to the town, but I was really excited to see that the Art Depot is, you know, a pretty thriving arts nonprofit. Uh, there's, you know, not a lot of else going on in terms of like, in terms of what we're doing and so it's yeah it's been really really <clears throat> wonderful to get to participate and get to bring art to to community members so do you do you have an art background 
I do. Uh, my background is mostly in dance. So I oh, performing I arts, dance. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in school, and um, but I really I do a lot of photography and um, anything. You know, just I like to do what I like to just be creative as a practice. So that that begs a quick question, um, because I, I have gone many times. I hope my listeners go as well. It is a great, great event. Um, one of the things Colors of, Copper, Colors of Copper has always done is said, we don't care what kind of art you do. The only rule, as you said, copper has to be a factor in the art, has to play a role in the art. So it could be two-dimensional, it could be three-dimensional, and there have been many, many sculptures uh heck there was some woodworking uh, i want to say one of our locals from the graham county karen ragland i'm not sure if she won or she placed second but she turned a, a wooden bowl with with copper inlay um would would photography with with copper in there qualify as well yeah definitely so would it have to get be creative? You can even use, you know, copper comes from, uh, there, there's a couple different kinds of copper in the earth near us. So there's um, malachite and azurite and copper carbonate. You could even use those kinds of things to, to make your art. It's definitely creatively way. How many entries do you have so far this year? I, I'm assuming it's been cut off because you have to start curating. Uh, so it how, has been cut off. Yeah. How many entries did you get this year? You know, I actually am not sure. Hey, I was not you're not on that, that committee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, any, any big event like this, you really need separate committees handling each piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, I do want to mention, though, that we have a couple of musicians playing. Um, we've got Zaley Windsor, the Cuthbertsons, and Bryson and Kaylin Reyes. So we will have live music throughout the weekend as well. And and it should be noted, although you said you, you're fairly new, um, Colors of Copper was really the first event, in my mind, to my knowledge, that incorporated... Uh, Arizona wineries into the event around here. Now, subsequently, mm -hmm. we have the Spring Festival here in Safford in April, which is a, a wine and art and history festival. Um, but Colors of Copper was the first to do it, and they worked with Wilcox wineries. Now you've decided to go with, with Tucson vineyards? Yeah, so we have um, Sonoida oh, of oh. Elgin. Okay, and, and Elgin, yeah. Yeah, Elgin, sorry. I used to live in Elgin, Texas. Uh, and the Sonoran Winery from Pierce. Okay. Um, both of those are have won various awards at the 2023 Sunset International Wine Competition. So it should be pretty, pretty good. Yeah, the Sonoida area, we actually do a fair amount of work with the Sonoida area here in Graham County. So they're, okay. they're not... Um, unusual. When you said Tucson, I thought, oh, there's new vineyards. Uh, you know, that's always exciting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, but the Sonoida area is is just as good um, in producing wines as the Wilcox region. Heck, they're basically the same region. as So much so that Sonoida wants to join Cochise County 
they they want to break away oh. from yeah i know it, it's never going to happen but <laughs> it's it's a big political fight down in santa cruz that sonoida wants to wants to leave santa cruz and join cochise and then they'd be part of that whole you know winemaking world rather than kind of set off on their own um so very cool what are the hours for the event um we are going to be open 12 to 8 on saturday and i'm gonna say 12 to 6 on sunday now this is a juried art competition correct yes so when are the winners announced that's that's on saturday isn't it um i believe so i'm actually not completely sure but yes i believe it's on saturday okay um now here's here's another thing that i don't think most people realize and i'm assuming is continuing this year most if not all the pieces are for sale as well correct yes yeah so you could get some some beautiful local art to bring home with you what's the um do you do you happen to know the furthest distance an artist is is from because i know in past years uh colors of copper have had artists from france from uh mexico uh canada i mean it, it has been literally an international show uh i'm just curious what this year's looks like yeah you know that's a great question i should have asked um Barbara before coming on here. She threw you I, in the I deep end, know. didn't she? <laughs> we could have talked a little bit more. Um, yeah. I think we might have someone, uh, a Japanese artist, but, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I have to come to find out. Hey, it's, it's important, you know, to, to any artist working, it doesn't matter how big your show is how small the show is if you're entering a juried competition and you can say you've won that helps you as you go forward in your career because Absolutely. then other competitions will say oh well if you've won one then let's bring you into this one and it helps elevate you as you go along it doesn't change the nature of your art it just changes the perception of your art if that makes us yeah. any sense it gives you momentum. It gets you involved in a creative community with other artists. It's definitely, yeah, can be a really helpful thing to do. So, so that's why I recommend, I don't care what kind of competition it is, performing arts or, or in this case, fine arts, um, do it. It, it really does it. Same for film festivals. doesn't matter how small the film festival is. If you can walk away with a win, that gets you in the door of the next one doesn't mm -hmm. doesn't give you a guarantee of anything but at least they'll look at you and even if you don't win there will have been so many new people who have seen your work that maybe they're interested in working with you and maybe they want you to submit your film to this other thing and yeah just definitely a really expansive process so I, that I'm, I'm putting out to artists around here because we're, we're a fairly artistic uh, pair of counties, Graham and Greenlee. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of folks like to do things in their home and they don't think anything of it, and they should because there's, there's a good amount of talent. Um, you're new to the Greenlee area, but I'm assuming you're interacting more and more with artists up there. What are your thoughts on, on the art community of 
Greenlee County. Yeah, I'm really excited about how much art people do. I think there's definitely more work to be done in terms of uniting people to like have more of an artistic and creative community. Um, you know, one thing we've talked about having at the Art Depot is having like open Saturdays where people can just come and and work on their art in a shared space. Um, so I think, you know, just more kind of more gathering would be helpful, but there's definitely a lot of really, you know, really creative people in all sorts of mediums, the photography, dance, um, and so many things could be counted as, you know, cooking, baking, a sculpture. There's just, yeah, I think it's really good to talk about it and to, um, to come together to, to do it together <laughs> so we can strengthen our creative bonds. Talking to Ray Richards with the Art Depot of Clifton. It's this weekend show, The Colors of Copper, Saturday and Sunday up there in Clifton. Uh, 428-9494 if you have a question. Um, has there been any talk of doing like a, a weekend gallery showing? You know, if an artist has enough work, local artist has uh, enough work to be able to do a, a small showing of, even if it's just one day of, of yeah. you know, highlighting an individual artist. Um, because again, as you say, that, that helps that artist and heck, if they can make a sale, you know, a couple of bucks is a couple of bucks, you know, look, and, and I say a couple of bucks, these pieces should be going for a few hundred of dollars mm -hmm. uh, at a minimum, but it helps. And it, it just spurs that artistic growth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyone who's interested in in that is is highly encouraged to reach out to us. Um, you can email us at artdepotartcouncil at gmail.com. And um, yeah, you know, there's endless possibilities here. Um, we have a limited team kind of organizing all of this. So if anyone is, is self-motivated to, to share their work, to start a program, to teach a class, like absolutely reach out to us. We, we would love to, we'd love to do that. And certainly we also oh, are what, go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to mention our website is also artdepotofclifton.org. Uh, it, it's not just supporting the arts, it's supporting business because um, any type of showing is a tourism event. And yes. and I know Greenlee County Tourism um, is is also supportive of this event. And, and it's really important because we want to bring people from outside the area into the area, spending money in the area because it helps all of us. Now, Clifton doesn't have a ton of hotel space. Um, what little they have certainly is a, you know can be utilized, but that benefits Graham County too because they may stay in Safford and then spend the day in Clifton, and that's fine for both of us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so something I think uh, we here in Graham need to work with you guys on because I think there's benefit to be found for all of us. Yeah, I agree. I think Clifton and Safford really. Um, really play a lot off of each other and 
the the distance between us can sometimes feel like a lot, but we really do have an interconnected uh, economy and just overall community for sure. Um, so uh, before I let you go, one more time, uh, tell us about the event, when, where, what times, and um, oh, how much is it to, to get in? Um, oh my gosh, I believe it's $10. I'm so sorry, I can't believe I don't know that. Um, but let me say, so it's this weekend, November 4th and 5th, uh, at the Clifton train depot, which is, um, right off the main road in Clifton 100 Coronado trail, um, starting at noon, both days going till eight on Saturday and six on Sunday. And we're going to be showing a lot of different kinds of art from artists in the community and beyond, the theme is that it has to be related to copper in some way. And um, it's going to be a wine tasting as well. So we've got Vin uh, Sonoida Winer of Elgin and the Sonoran Winery from Pierce, who are both award-winning wineries. And you can listen to live music from Saley Windsor, the Cuthbertsons, and Bryson and Kaylin Reyes throughout the weekend. And yeah, just come on out and enjoy the art, try some wine, bring something home with you. There you go. Bring that art piece home with you. Absolutely. Ray Richards from the Art Depot at Clifton. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. All right, going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we'll talk a little bit more right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. 428-9494 is the phone number. Thanks again to Ray. And as I learned after hang, after we uh, went to break, it's Ray Fredericks, not Richards. Somebody told me Richards. I've not met Ray yet, so I'm looking forward to meeting her this weekend. So she said, it's Ray Fredericks. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I wish she had told me earlier. It's okay to... I am, I'm never above being corrected. I want to stress that. Anybody can correct me. But like Sheldon on the Big Bang Theory, I'm never wrong. But you can try. No, I, I'm often wrong. It's okay. I don't, I don't take offense at somebody telling me when I'm wrong. Just, just back it up. That's all. Certainly don't get mad if somebody gets, tells me I have the wrong opinion. It's my opinion. But the facts are wrong. The facts are wrong. Give me the facts, Jack. All right. Um, in the last few minutes, I want to talk about this. It's something I already talked about, which is water. Um, Gail Griffin had had uh, issued a response to a couple of proposed bills that will be going before the legislature this session, this coming session in January. Uh, creating a water oversight committee, I guess is the best way to put it. I There'll be one for each county if the bills are passed and signed into law as they're written right now. And let's face it, they're going to be amended. 
They always are. Bills are. But as it's written right now, these committees would be created, appointed by the governor, and then they would review any new access to groundwater, whether it's a new development, whether it's a new agricultural business, whether it's putting in a new well on your property. They would review it, send their recommendation to the Board of Supervisors of that county, and the Board of Supervisors would make a final determination of, yes, you're allowed to move forward, or no, you're not. Not the cities, so it doesn't matter what city you live in, it's, it would be the county. So it would be this Water Resource Council, Advisory Committee, whatever you want to call them, and then the Board of Supervisors. That's the way the bill is written right now. I expect it to change. If it moves forward, if it gets out of committee, it won't get out of committee in the House because Gail Griffin is the chair of that committee and she already opposes the bill. So it won't get out of the House. The question is, will it get out of the Senate? Because there's a companion bill. There's one run in the Senate as well. On Thursday, a dozen county supervisors sent a letter, and I'll do a story on this on Gila Valley Central after I get off the air. On Thursday, a dozen county supervisors from across the state sent a joint letter to the governor questioning um, the approach to groundwater. And they, they really, their big thing is it's got to be local. The development of any new groundwater management regulations must involve those that are directly and most impacted, the letter says. Current process undermines our pursuit of innovative solutions that align with the values of sustainable water management, protecting existing uses, and creating opportunities for future growth with an emphasis on conservation. I think almost all of these supervisors are Republican, and I bring that up because our governor's Democrat. Um, the exception, I believe, is Paul David, who did sign on to this letter. Uh, who is a Democrat, uh, but I believe the others are. I'm not sure about Jonathan Lines from Yuma County or Jason Whitting from Navajo. I'm I'm just not sure. I know the two Mojave County supervisors that signed on are Republican, as is the Gila County supervisor. Um, but it doesn't matter. It can be bipartisan. It can be just all Republican. When it's all Republican, it's like, okay, it's political. But when it's bipartisan, okay, I I tend to stand up a little bit more or, or my ears perk up a little bit more when something is bipartisan because that means, okay, there are issues that need to be addressed. When it's just one side, uh, more often than not, it's scoring points. Doesn't mean it's not about fixing an issue, but more often than not, look, when all the Democrats complained about something Doug Ducey did when he was governor, eh, most of the time it was just political. Doesn't mean there weren't things that needed to be fixed, but most of the time, most of the time, 90%. Same thing now. 90% of the time when the Republicans complain about Hobbs, it's political. Okay. I get it. It's the game we play. When there, are, when it's a bipartisan issue, okay, now now there's something that needs to be addressed. When both sides are, are bothered by something, okay, let's figure it out. I will say this. I agree with the supervisors. 
um, that it should be local. But I'm going to bring up something. Oh, well, for those that aren't aware, under this bill, the governor would appoint this this advisory council, this resource council. And there is nothing in the bill that says the council has to be in the county in which it's reviewing. Now, that's a simple amendment to the bill. That, that really is the simplest thing. Um, and I personally agree with that. But I can tell you right now, there, there can be a problem with that. Um, there are places where it's not what you know, it's who you know. And handshake deals all the time. Heck, Pima's trying to get away from handshake, uh, handshake deals. Not Pima County, the town of Pima right now. Uh, Vernon Batty over there as the town manager, he's desperately working hard to get away from the way it was always done, which is, well, I know Mr. So-and-so. It's okay. He can do this. No, 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 no. It has to be zoned. It has to be, uh, the building has to be inspected. There has to be contracts. It's So Vernon's doing the right thing. He's, he's working uphill, but he's doing the right thing. Um, you've got communities in Arizona that have been like that because they're isolated because they're so incredibly rural that a handshake was good enough and then you get things that aren't built to code that aren't necessarily safe that aren't you know don't have a sprinkler system even though it's a commercial building and you know that sort of thing so you you got to follow rules and I worry when it's local, only overseeing local, that it's easy to say, well, I know Joe and I know Mary and it'll be okay. Maybe not. Or this farm's been in my family for generations. Therefore, we should be allowed to deplete the aquifer. No, no. You shouldn't. You should be looking for new innovative ways to water that maybe don't use as much. Maybe pecans aren't the best thing to grow. Um, so I worry about that. My big worry is not so much us out here. It really isn't. It's not so much Graham County. I have faith in our county supervisors, both in Graham and in Greenlee. I think they're, the supervisors care about doing the right thing. So I'm not worried about ours. What I'm worried about is Scottsdale and Paradise Valley and Litchfield Park because they want to build a new golf course or 10. No, no. Travel Scottsdale. See how much green space is in that community. I recommend just drive it. Just drive Scottsdale, and you will see so much green space. And yes, I love parks. Took my grandson to the park this weekend. It was fun. He had a great time. I like parks. But when you have more park than you have the ability to water, you have a problem. When you have too many golf courses and you can't water them, you have a problem, and that's reality. Now, we hear our golf course watered with treated effluent. 
City of Safford's wastewater treatment plant treats it. Then it gets put on the golf course. It's the same thing that's going to happen out at the Graham County Fairgrounds. Treated effluent out there so it saves potable water. Brilliant. I, I think Glen Meadows is also watered that way because the, the treated line goes right past Glen Meadows. So I think Glen Meadows Park in Safford is also watered the same way. Um, that's great. Scottsdale is not generating enough treated effluent for all of their green space, nor is Litchfield, nor is Buckeye. Well, I don't know how much green space Buckeye has right now. Tolleson or Avondale or Paradise Valley. The uh, I can't think of the name of the other place. Uh, up north. Anyway, um, they're not generating enough treated effluent to irrigate all their green space. They have to use potable water. They have to. We don't have enough potable water for that. Now, if these if if the recommendation is pull out some of the green space, I'm okay with that. In those communities, ours we can show sustainability. Greenlee County can the same way. They don't have a, they have very little green space, so it's not a huge issue. Um, we can show that sustainability. But I'm worried that if it's a local-only advisory council, the council is going to be made up in Maricopa County of the movers and the shakers who want to build more golf courses because that's who the governor is going to appoint. Who donated the most? Well, then you could be on the advisory council. Great, I want to build three new golf courses. Well, the advisory council said yes, so I guess we should say yes too. No. That's my only worry about local. Otherwise, I agree with the supervisors. Local here would be the right thing because we get it. We're always looking for new, innovative ways. And we do it the right way. We go with sustainability. When you live off the land, you know that. That's why I say that the best, the best ecologists in the world are farmers, ranchers, and hunters. Nobody understands sustainability better than those groups. So locally, I'm not worried about it. It's, it's in the bigger areas. It's in the Tucsons and the Phoenixes that I worry that locals will just keep using water and water and water when the state can't afford it and then when they can't when they don't have any more then they look to us to steal our water and that's completely and totally unacceptable all right i'm off my soapbox i'm gonna head out right now uh but in the meantime i want to thank you all for being here i appreciate it every single day i really do but I'm going to take off and I will be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day.